Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Let me tell you something about God. 21 days, give God your time. Now, some of you are going to try to do the food and this. That's all good. I ain't worried about all that. Do it if God leads you to. Some of you, like, you'll be ready, three days in this thing, you're ready to kill a squirrel because you've eaten so many nuts, you can't take it no more. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, some of you people are like, I'm going to do this fast. And I can tell by two days into this thing, you were just mean. You hungry, hangry, you messed up. All right? So don't go slow if you slip up a little bit. But this is what I really tell the church, and I'm excited about you fasting at that level of fast. If you know you're cool with the doc and all that stuff, if you good. But here's where I want. I want 21 days of you spending time with God. Because you can go get on a diet and just eat grass for, you know, 21 days. You know what I'm saying? And then you got a diet, you didn't do nothing. That ain't what I want. I want you to spend time. Now, listen, business people, guys, busy, life, uh, give me 21 days of reading a chapter. I mean, this ain't hard, man. Give me 21 days of praying in the Holy Ghost 10 minutes. You pray in the Holy Ghost for 21 days straight for 10 minutes a day, time it. I ain't got, you know, people get all weird. Like, now put a stopwatch on it. I could care less. Build a discipline. And you watch what God starts doing in your life. Because, see, the Bible said taste and see the Lord is good. Once you taste and see he's good, you're going to want more. You ever have a good cake? I shouldn't be talking about cake, should I? No, right? Bad day. Uh, You ever eat some good food? You want to eat more good food. You ever eat bad food? Now, when Miss Javon's cooking, praise the Lord, it's always good food. Hey, man, uh, you want more? I got your jar. Did they give you that thing? I got that thing. All right, I got it. Right. So, do you get what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? You spend time in his presence. Now, families do it. Make them kids get in there. Read the Bible. You read the Bible first. You read the Bible next. We're going to pray. Make the kids. The kids don't want to go in there, but you got to show them. You know, I told them in the morning service, them, them little jokers wanted to go to Disney. Let me give you a story just quick. They wanted to go to Disney. Remember that? We want to go to Disney. I said, yeah, let's all go to Disney. Forty-four grand or whatever it was later, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow up with Disney, man. That mouse ain't cheap. I didn't freak out, but I said, you better be ready for this. And I said, let's use a faith project, whatever it was. You know, they want the passes and all this stuff. You know how they are. They want all this stuff. I said, yeah, okay. I said, and I told the mother the same thing. Stop bugging me. Go see your daddy. And I'm not, the mother don't ask for much, but you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm saying, like, these kids, they all got bright ideas. I said, go ask your father. I'm not talking about your natural father. Go get your heavenly father. So I sat with them little jokers at the table. I said, no, 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 no. And they were acting up. And you be quick. You start talking about that mouse, you watch that house get quiet. I said, hey, you want to go see that mouse? Yeah. I was like, then be quiet and pray. Okay. They locked in, man, like you thought it was a pit bull. They prayed, locked in, believe God, and go. I think it was like 20, almost three grand, 22 grand. Was it two grand? Two grand to go do this thing. I said, man, praise be to God, leave that alone. You know, three months later, Pastor Liz calls me up crying. I said, what's the matter with her? <laughs> I'm like, are you all right? You're going to believe this. What? I, didn't forget, I forgot about the crazy mouse. I said, what's up? She said, somebody walked up to me, gave me $2,000 wrapped in a wealth money band and said, God told me you wanted something for your family and give you this money. She crying. 
I said, well, don't say nothing. Go back and tell the kids. She come back and said, hey, you think those kids, listen to me. I'm not bragging about me. It wasn't my faith. I didn't put no faith in going out there in 90-degree weather sweating all day. I could care less if we went to go see that mouse. My faith was not involved. Are you here? Y'all don't want to hear me this morning? The man of God did not manifest that miracle. Them kids manifested that miracle. I knew what that meant. You got pastors to that place. You out there every other break. Oh, every time you blink, you out there. It's a wide world after all. Hey, I'm going to kill somebody, man. They go to the same ride every time and think it's a new experience. That place like 1970s anyway. They need to update some of this stuff. Nobody wants to hear the truth in this place today. I was like, ready to kill somebody. I was like, we ain't going back. It's 98 degrees. We sweat in the lines an hour long. You want to do this again? Yeah, this is great. I said, I'm going to hurt. I'm going to kill somebody. I was like, oh, God, Jesus. It's 900 degrees out here. Those kids, they'll never forget that as long as they live. Don't you take away spiritual experiences because they they're going to be a day they don't even listen to you. But they'll remember what God did for them. So don't you miss this 21 days. Let them see God. And I got enough. God could care less. If God said he's got to give you his wallet to show you his heart, he got no problem with it because he wants to show you he's real. So the kids, bring them in. Now, don't go long because they can't make it more than like two minutes. You got a two-minute window. I tried to teach over there at that day. You could forget it. I tried to do chapel at the daycare. Nah. You got one minute to get it over. If you can't get it over, they're gone. They're on like throwing something at you. I'm like, nope, sorry. I sent Roxanne over there. Joshua 5 and 5. Now all the people, everybody, see this. Now all the people that what came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they come forth out of Egypt, them, they had not circumcised. All right, that's cool. It's kind of odd, but we'll get it. Six. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness. To all the people that were men of war, which came out of Egypt, were consumed. They died. Because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord unto whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land. Which the Lord swore unto their fathers that he would give them. Are you? God promised to their fathers, I'm going to give you a land full of milk and honey. But because of unbelief, they couldn't enter into the blessing. You got to, now write this down. You got to put faith in the blessing. The level of faith you put in the message I'm giving you is going to be the determining factor of how much you could take out of what I'm telling you. If you go in here like one ear and out the other, you're going to get in one ear and out the other. But if you say, no, I see it, I'm going to believe it, I'm going to manifest it, it has to work. Did you get that? Because everything needs faith to be mixed with it to produce in your life. Why'd they fall dead outside the promised land? Now you got to get an understanding of this. You ready for this? That was the Eden. God just wanted to get them back to the position of understanding. Are you all right, this? You pulling this in? He said, I pro- no, can you go to the first part of six? Okay, can you just go to the first part of six? Which the, look at this. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in an 11-day journey. They're walking around there 40 years because of unbelief. Now you got to go, now let me, let me hop, skip, and pull you in, right? Let's go back to the beginning, okay? Genesis chapter 3. Now what I tell you, believe me. You ain't seen nobody walking in it. That's okay. And if you have, God bless them. But you got to remember something. 
Go to, go to Genesis 3.17. But before you go to Genesis 3.17, can you give me Proverbs 10.22? Now, you write these down. You've been hearing these things, but you, you can't get this. You got how many times you got to hear this? To, to let this seep in and break through the unbelief? The other day, I sat there and fought with myself. An area of unbelief I had eradicated out of me. How you get in an area of unbelief? You get mind, you mind, you get mind stuff getting in the way. God, how are you going to do this? He said, I'll tell you how I'm going to do it. I said, God, how in the world can you do that? And you ain't never seen it before. God said, I can do whatever I want to do. You understand what I mean? God will do what he wants to do. I, you know what I'm saying? Angelically, he'll do what he wants to do. He'll do it. He'll do it supernaturally. You know what the Lord one time said to me? He said, if I could put money in a fish's mouth, I could put money anywhere you need it. Sometimes you got them kind of problem, don't you? You got to figure, how am I going to do this? If God can have fish with money in his mouth, he can have a puppy dog run down the street with a sack full of money and find your house. I don't know how he's going to do it. I could care less. Just figure out how you're going to do it and get it done. I believe it. You understand? Miracles. Then he started telling me, he said, remember I brought you in that meeting? I told you shut up. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, what did I do? He said, I did that. You did more than I could get done. He said, I told you I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it. You understand what I'm saying? So don't, don't get in the way of God. Now watch this right here. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. Now, wealth is more than just money, but what is it? it maketh rich. What do you mean maketh rich? The blessing of the Lord brings wealth or maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. What do you mean it maketh rich? Well, what makes you rich? The blessing. So what brings the stuff? The blessing. Where was the blessing? Remember Genesis 1.26? Come on, go back. You got to see it. We'll build the bridge. God, write down Genesis 1.26. You got Proverbs 10.22. You got to keep going over these. Read Deuteronomy 28. Read Galatians chapter 3. And you start believing. Now, I'm going to tell you what you need to do now. Read, read, read Deuteronomy 28 and like the NIV or something like that. Man, I'll tell you what. Mental oppression is in Deuteronomy 28. You can overcome it. Everything is in Deuteronomy 28. Everything you think about. Swelling, and the botch, the itch, the whole thing, man. It's all in there. Go read it in like the NIV. Read it in like the living. You can even try to message. I didn't read it in there. Then God said, you see this? Then God said, do what? Then get this. God said, let me make man in my image and after our likeness and let him have dominion. Remember we've been here? Okay, you need dominion. But you ain't going to get dominion without the blessing. Are you seeing that? Let, God said, let me make man after my image, after my likeness, let him have dominion over the fishes sea, foul the air. Let me ask you a question. Remember when, remember when Elijah got messed up? He had to foul of the air, come and feed him. You see what I mean? God's got dominion in places you don't even realize. God's got that blessing working. He said a bird came by day and came by night and fed him. Oh, you, you better believe it takes faith. But you know what? It was part of the blessing. Because why? Because Elijah was passing along. Elisha, you understand what I'm saying? This, this thing's going to work now. Now get this, right? Watch, and every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, 27, keep going. You're getting this thing. Write it down. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created he them. Go. 28, and God blessed them. Now, stop right there. Now, God, now when God blessed them, he didn't just say like, ooh, you know, whatever. He pronounced the blessing over them. And the blessing was the empowerment factor for them to prosper and overcome. And God said to them, now what did he say? He blessed them. And then what he said after he blessed them, he said, I put it on you, now go be fruitful and multiply. The blessing will make you fruitful and multiply. Did you get that? Man, I'll mess you up. 
I, I, everything you see, like I was looking at Elijah. Remember when Elijah stole? You got to get this right. You got to get this thing. You got to pull this thing in. Remember when, remember when Elijah, I don't even want to go there. Remember when Jacob robbed the birthright from Esau? Remember that? You know what? Because he did it wrong, it was hindering him all his life until he showed up and wrestled with God. That's another day. I'll pull that out. But let me tell you, because he didn't do it in proper order, it was still on his life. Because Esau said, I can't get it back. But because, because check this out, this really got me. But because Jacob, now go slow, right, did it wrong, he robbed it, it was still on him. But until he met God in Bethel, he didn't really transform into the blessing. But he had it on his life. And what I got was this. You got it on you, but until you discover it, it won't benefit you. You got it on you. But it ain't going to benefit you till you discover it. Because remember, he showed up. He said, who are you? He said, I'm God. He said, now what? You blessed him. That's for another day. You understand what I'm saying? So you got this on your life, whether you believe it or not. But until you put faith in it, it won't work. But you are blessed. That's why God was keeping you when some of you should have died. The blessing was on you. That's why when you were half nuts and in the world, God still kept you. Come on, somebody. You should have went crazy, but you didn't go crazy. You should have died. Come on, right? But you didn't die. You should have been, come on, you should have been whatever, but it's still, come on, somebody. The blessing stays on your life, amen? Are you seeing this? And when the blessing stays on your life, the blessing will stay with you, okay? Now watch this. And God did what? Bless them. And God said, and be fruitful, be multiplied, and plenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over fish and the sea, the fowl, the air, and over what? Boom. Everything, every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You got that? And when, what happened? And when Adam showed up, what? He said, bring all these animals in front of him. What did he do? He had, he had dominion over everything. Is that okay? Now, that's all there. You don't need to know all that. But here's what you do need to know, that the blessing came on your life. But now go slow. Now, what happened with these people? He said, I promised this to your forefathers, but they couldn't enter in because of unbelief. That's what jo Joshua chapter 5 was. He's like, they're going to fall dead out the wilderness, even if it was a promised land. Now, here's what I got to get you to see today, and I want you to get one thing, okay, out of this thing right here. Here's the deal. What do you think Adam's sin brought sin into the earth? Because he gave up what? The blessing. Okay? So unbelief in what God said forfeited the blessing. When Lucifer met him in the garden, he said, eat it in one tree. He said, I don't want to eat it a tree. He ate it a tree, and what happened? He fell from the blessing. Are you getting this? What did he give up? He gave up the blessing. He gave up an Eden-like condition, and man was driven out of the garden. Because really, Eden was supposed to grow out of Eden and grow into the earth. You get this? Are you okay with this? Look at Genesis chapter 3, 17. And Adam, because you transgressed, guess what you got? You got toil the rest of your life. Is that all right? He said unto Adam, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and eaten the tree which I commanded thee, saying, don't eat it a tree, you're cursed the ground for your sake. So the earth's cursed because of your disobedience. And guess what? In sorrow shall I eat of it all the days of thy life. Now, now check this out. That sounds like that sounds like that sounds like some stuff. You know what I mean? Like we gotta work the rest of our life, and this is gonna be a mess, right? And it's cursed. Now watch this keep going, it gets worse. And he keeps going, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth. He said, this earth ain't going to bring forth nothing good, and you're going to eat the fruit of that mess for the rest of your life. Because let's keep going. Because you came from dust, and the sweat of thy face 
Shall I eat bread? Don't that sound like get three jobs and you still can't make it? Look, I'm, I'm putting you in another tax bracket. Now listen to this. In the sweat of thy face shall I eat bread till what? Thou returning the ground for out of it was taken from dust thou art and dust you going back. What's he saying? He's saying you're going to have labor and work and toil and all this drama in the earth. But I got news for you. That wasn't God's original plan. God's original plan was eating. Now, you know what that is? That's where the garden of God made for man and woman to sit in. You know what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? You getting this? So he said, I promise your forefathers a land flowing with milk and honey. Joshua 5, right? You with me? So we got this Eden-like condition, beautiful, blessing, prospering. Man sins, Adam sins. Man gets kicked out of the garden, and now we're in a wasteland called the earth. Ain't this great? You with me? You pulling it in? We'll go slow. So here's man. Hey, I'm Adam. I'm the man in the earth. I'm God of the earth. Okay, cool. Great. Go. Lucifer comes in, deceives him. He forfeits the blessing, not dominion, the blessing. Dominion is in the blessing. Are, are you getting this? The blessing held the dominion. The blessing had to fruitful and multiply. The blessing had the power to create. Let me ask you a question. What happens with the earth? If you put a seed in the earth, the earth knows what to do with it. Correct? It'll produce whatever kind of seed you put in it. Hello? What is in you? The blessing's in you. Ephesians 1.3. You've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In you. The blessing's in you. You blessed, and where you go, the blessing goes with you. Now, you got to get a revelation of that. Otherwise, you think, like, I'm in a mess. No, you're not. You're blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Hath blessed us. What, what do you mean, hath blessed us? Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. They're in you. The blessing's in you. So everywhere you go, you bring in the blessing. You know what that means? When you go and you start decreeing, you start changing the atmosphere. But here's the thing, you ain't changing no atmosphere if you don't know who you are. When I give you the power of what I'm telling you through revelation, you put faith in it, you say, wait a minute, my words ain't empty words. My words are carrying the blessing. Which, remember when Jacob showed up and remember Isaac and he said, hey, what's the story? He said, bless me, but the birthright was supposed to go to Esau, hello, but he deceived him. We've been on Jacob for a little bit. You see that? What did he say? He said he felt him he, for a bowl of porridge. He sold his birthright, right? Get what I'm saying here. What did, what, 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 what happened? What did Isaac do? He blessed him with his mouth. He said he laid hands on him and blessed him. And the minute he did it, even though it was what? Not supposed to be the way it was, it became. Because when you decree it, it becomes it. And it says he was shuddering when he found out what he did, that he spoke the blessing over the wrong boy. And what happened was what? He said, I can't undo it. You want to see it? Look at Romans. Look at, I'm sorry, look at Hebrews. Look at Hebrews 12. Man, I think it's like 17. Let's just go there real quick. You all right with this? I got to do a lot of work. See, I got to cut through all the unbelief. And it ain't bad. That's the kind of church we're in. We're not in one of those like, uh. And then don't, don't, don't look, get mad if you lose track. You ain't losing track. You're getting something. Is that all right? Because I got to build a bridge here. Is that all right? Because I got to undo some stuff. Is that okay? Are you with me? I think that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Go to 60. Go to 16. Because he talks about him in there. He said, Esau. You read your Bible? All right, well then, praise God. Don't get all touchy with me. Look diligently. Look diligently. You reading this? You writing these down? So I said, this is like a teaching church. That's why you're going to be tired when you leave here. Go home and take a nap. I don't care. And then watch the ball game later. Look diligently. If any of you should fall from the grace of God, don't get no bitterness in you and don't get no trouble because people get defiled because of that. That means they get messed up. They get sidetracked. Don't there be any fornication or profane person. He called them a profane person. Now watch what he says. As Esau, for who a morsel of meat, sold his birthright. You see that? You got that right there? Now, now go to 17. Come on now. Come on now. You with me? Don't get, now don't get all distracted. Y'all get distracted. Right away you get distracted over a tissue or something stupid. Come on. For you know that you get, go back to 16. Go back to 16. Go back to 16. I'm, he sold his birthright. Now here's the thing. He, what did Esau do? He didn't put no faith in the blessing. And if you don't put no faith in the blessing, you forfeit it because you know what you do? You want to know what you do with it? Let me tell you what they do. You know what you do? You don't think it's a big deal. You don't put no honor in it. And if you don't put no honor in it, you don't get the benefit of it. You'll walk away from it. Esau's like, I'm hungry. Give me that. And I'd rather have that than my birthright. I'll give it. You can have it. He's a nitwit. Look at 17. But he didn't know now. Look at 17. For you know that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing. You better underline that. You better underline it. He would have he inherited the blessing. You see that? He would, it was on him. It was going towards him. But what did he do? He said, I don't want it. Ding dong didn't know what he had. He just gave it up because of it. He's like, ah, no big deal. I'd rather have a bowl of porridge. Feed my belly. He didn't understand. Uh, what was that? He, when he would have had inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he couldn't find a place. You can't, you can't listen to me. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't repent and get it back. That's why you don't play with this stuff. You don't play around with it. You can repent and all that. I'm going to tell you something right here now. I'm a strong advocate of this. I'm probably going to get in trouble, but I don't really care. This is God's honest truth. A lot of people think they're just going to live how they want to do and repent about it. And then God, let me tell you, you're going to have regret, man. Don't go getting off on the wrong road. I'm telling you, I don't care. None of these people tell you. They get, you get damaged by life. And that's why I tell these young people, don't go jacking your life up because you think you know what you're doing. Listen to somebody. Because you do something wrong in life, man, life's going to snap back and bite you. Just stay in the lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, God will forgive. You got to forgive, but you live with regret. Who wants that mess? Just obey. Just obey. You understand what I mean? You need to get around older people, too. Young people need to get around older people. Young, older people, they, don't, they got wisdom. They live life. And you know, then the people teach you how to save money and all that and to talk right and be right to your wife. I'm telling you, even though he sought it carefully with tears, he couldn't get it. Did you get that? He was broken. That was, man, we could go somewhere. We, I, that's what Genesis 32 is all about. When Jacob showed up, Esau was angry, man, hated him. And he tried to go get him, remember? When he wrestled with God, that whole thing is about Esau coming. Esau's coming for the birthright. He hated him. Yeah, you didn't know that? And you know what Jacob did? He hardwired him with faith. You know what Jacob did? He had one band come with gifts this way, and he had another band come with gifts this way, and they hit Esau in the middle, and Esau started getting soft towards him. Because he started getting, you know what he gave him? Over 500 sheeps, male and female. Because he knew, he said, if I give him male only, he can't reproduce. But if I give him male and female, 
I'm inherit. It was like, it was, it was lavish gift. Now, wait a minute, go slow. You ready for this? I'm going to jack you up. Some of you pull. See, if I stay here, they pull. You get over there, not, no man's land. You can't get none, right? So go, come on. You ready for this? Check this out. Now, we understand. We understand. We understand this now, that to give your brother that much cattle, you still had to give the Lord what he deserved. You know what I'm saying? Remember that? You still got to give. These guys are smart. They're Jewish dudes. They ain't stupid. He understood I still got to give my God 10% of everything because I don't play with my tithe. They didn't play with the tithe. But if he gave his brother that much livestock, he's loaded. That blessing kicked in gear so good. Come on, why? Because he just left Laban. Come on, remember? He got rings straight. He said, you tell me, get me purple goats. I'll make them purple and praise be to God. The blessing will turn him jokers purple. I don't want to lose you. You understand what I'm saying? He's loaded. He's loaded. And he just gives brother all this stuff. And what happened? What happened? The blessing was on him, and that blessing he shared with his brother, and his brother became soft towards him. But get this part. You ready for this? He didn't even know what he had because what did he do? He went to Peniel, and he said this. He said, I seen God face to face. Now, you got to get something. He stole that birthright, so he didn't really have an understanding of it because the way he got it was not proper. But when he came to Bethel, when he came there and he was going to cross over to Jordan, listen what happened now. He went three places, Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. Okay? Let me leave it like this. Leave that alone. Just stay with me over here. Okay? Because I'll get you all messed up. Okay? So just get what I'm saying. He shows up and he goes, man, I got something on my life and this thing I got is explosive into into into, into showing me who I am. Now watch this. He didn't know it. He got it improperly because he stole it. So he shows up to God, and he goes like this. He goes, who are you? He said, I'm a supplanter. What is a supplanter? I stole this thing from my brother. I got a stigma of identity because I stole something I shouldn't have stole. So this is how I see myself. When you don't see yourself right, you can't walk in this thing properly. Let me tell you why God wrestled with Jacob. Let me tell you why God wrestled with Jacob. God didn't wrestle with Jacob because God wanted to wrestle with Jacob. Jacob was wrestling with himself all his life. That was Jacob wrestling with Jacob to figure out his own identity. That had nothing to do with God because he didn't know he was. Because he's a supplanter, he stole something, but the thing on him started leading him to a place he didn't understand. He couldn't figure himself out, so he's basically shot out in this thing. And then one day he meets God face to face, and you know what he said? He said, now I've met the God of God, Elohim, the almighty God, and now I know what? And God said, no, you ain't Jacob, you're Israel. Wait a minute, you Israel? What do you mean you Israel? No, you the chosen. And that blessing's on your life. Okay? So what did he do? He got an identity awareness of who he was, and that's when the blessing really kicks in. And he said, you are the God of Israel, which means you're my God. Because up until now, me and you didn't have a good deal, but now I know you're my God. And that blessing went into the next lineage. Now, why am I telling you all this? Because this is the only reason why I'm telling you this. You got to get faith for the blessing. I don't want to lose you. You got to get faith for the blessing. Does this make sense? I got to fight through this thing. I got to rip like a rocket through here to get you to get this. Because here's the thing. You got to fight for the blessing. Because watch this. Ready? The children of Israel, everybody stay with me. I can wrap this up in 10 minutes because I don't want to lose you because all heads go all over the place. Just stay with me, all right? The children of Israel show up, and this is the bottom line. They're trapped in bondage, right? 
God's trying to reawaken his people to God and say, look, I don't want you to be in Egypt stuck in no bondage. I didn't make you go and live the rest of your life like, like Hebrew slaves. You're supposed to stay in this thing the rest of your life working for Egypt, and you got to go work for Pharaoh and all this stuff. That ain't what it's supposed to be. You ain't supposed to be sweated abroad. Now, the curse is in the earth, but God said that ain't for my people. You understand what I'm saying? That ain't for my people. I got a blessing for you. And just because Adam jacked it up, I got to get my kids back. That is why when the spies showed up, where did he send the spies in Numbers 13? He said, go to a land flowing with milk and honey. Go look in Eden and see what you see. Because I want you to come out. See, those spies were religious people of the day. They were supposed to come back and say, look, we went and spied the land for 40 days, and we found the blessing of God again. This is where God's trying to take us. He's trying to pluck us up out of Egypt and bring us back to Eden, that promised land condition. And God said, look, I gave you the land. That's that Eden-like position I gave you in the beginning. I want you just to go spy it out. And when you see it, go back and tell the people, what you see. And those jokers looked in there and seen grapes as big as a man's head. They seen lands flowing with milk and honey. They seen the blessing. They got all excited. And instead of looking at just the blessing, they seen the giants. They come out with a stupid report. God said, you evil idiots. You got an evil report. I didn't ask you to have no evil report. I asked you to come out. Caleb and Joshua, they said, I don't see nothing but promises. Let's go. They got a spirit of faith and said, what? I'm going in the land, man. I don't care if there's giants in there. God, I'm knock the giants down. Come on. Caleb and Joshua said, I ain't saying, no, bro. That's the blessing, man. Jo Joshua, man, you better get this, bro. How did Joshua even understand this stuff? Joshua got to understand it because when he walked with Moses, he seen that joker doing stuff no other man was doing. He said, God is with this guy. He said, I don't even understand how you do this stuff. Moses couldn't be. Moses had an identity problem. Moses was a wandering person because Moses was, Moses was abandoned. Okay? He got problems. He got daddy issues. I'm going to promise you here, you go to heaven, you go say he had daddy issues and he had people issues because he always trying to please people. And if you start pleasing people all your life, you're going to have problems. You got to please God and let the people figure it out. That's why he, they drove him crazy. He's in the middle of the wilderness and they got bread coming out the sky, water coming out of rock. He flipped out one day, smacked the rock one too many times and got in trouble because of the people. Ain't nothing wrong with Moses. Man was a humble man. Moses was a great man. But people drive you crazy. You try to take them on a road trip. You know what I'm saying? So now what did he say? He said, go look at that land. And when you look at that land, come back with a report. What kind of report are you supposed to come? The land flowing milk on well, Let's go get it. So Caleb and Joshua come back with a good report. Now what are they supposed to do? They were supposed to come back, everybody, and say, let's go. That's that promised land. But what happened? Unbelief made them fall dead outside of the promised land. But what was that promised land? They were supposed to come back with the report of the Lord. Do you, you, you understand what I'm saying? The spies of the land, we're not supposed to go there and take a survey and come back and say, what do you think we should do? They're supposed to go say, we've seen it. It's a good land. Let's go get it. Those people, all right, you ready for it? You better get this. You ready for it? The people never seen the land. And neither are you going to see it. You just got to follow me. People don't talk like that in church. The leaders were supposed to see it. Man, we better get excited. The leaders were supposed to see it, but they didn't see it. So you can't take no people somewhere you ain't never been. I seen grapes. <laughs> I come back. I would have come back and said, don't listen to these nitwits. 
I've seen grapes the size of a man's head. I ain't never seen grapes like that before. The people weren't supposed to see nothing. They were just supposed to follow the leaders. But the leaders can't take them someplace they can't see. My God, I feel like throwing something. You can't, you can't follow somebody who can't see nothing. I'm not asking you to see the land. Just trust me, I've seen it. I got pictures. Come on over with me. My God in heaven, that's a great place to shout. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you to see it. I've seen it. Just believe what I've seen and just follow me. You talk about, I'm talking about 2019, January 6th. I don't know what you see. I'm not really concerned what you see. I'll be able to say, I don't even care what you see. I've seen, I've seen a land flowing with milk and honey. And God told me we could possess the land. God told me, relevant church, every part and every person, you can possess the land. And there's a good land flowing with milk and honey. And I don't know what everybody else says. And I don't know what everybody else sees. But I promise you today, by declaration of what I see, I promise you there's a land flowing with milk and honey and there's a blessing waiting for us. And I promise you, if you just follow me, we can go and take the land. Because it's the land that God wants us to have. It's the land that God wants your family to have. And it's a blessing waiting for us. That's a problem. Uh, we, see, we see giants. Shut your mouth, you see giants. I see the blessing. I see the blessing. You can't take people somewhere you can't see. But I see where we're going. I know what he wants. I, don't, I look at my bank account. Tell your bank account, be quiet. We're going to speak to your bank account. He said, I'll take care of your storehouse. I'll take care of your land. I'll take care of your family. I'll take care of this. He said, that's what he wanted. He said, what are you guys kidding me? You come back with an evil report. You didn't see the blessing. And they were a mess. Caleb and Joshua said, we got a different kind of spirit. We got a spirit of faith. Caleb and Joshua said, they waited for that mountain. They got it, though, didn't they? Caleb said, I'm not. I'm getting my stuff. Praise be to God. Let's go. We're well able. What them little jokers say? We're like grasshoppers. We can't see the blessing. But Caleb and Joshua said, we're men of faith. We see the blessing. Ain't no grasshopper. And they fell dead outside the promised land. Joshua chapter 5, what did he say? He said, Joshua. Take those people over you believe can go over. My God in heaven. What would he say? As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Come on, what's he saying? I could take you where you see. For where you see, I cannot take you. What did Joshua say? He said, we got this thing. Let's go. And he went over and did the blessing. Where's this blessing at? It's an Eden-like condition. Jesus, let me tell you. Every miracle Jesus did... Tapped into the blessing. Every healing Jesus did, he tapped into the blessing. First Peter 2.24, you want to see it? you never seen it before. You're going to see it now. You read this scripture 100,000 times. You ain't never going to see this thing right here. Watch this. First Peter, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on a tree. He took the curse. See right there? The blessing healed your body. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body. On the tree. Ain't that Galatians 3.13? You better believe it. He took the curse. When he went on the tree, he took the curse. And by his stripes you were. 
Every time you get healed, the blessing kicked in. Every miracle he did, the blessing kicked in. Every supernatural thing, the blessing kicked in. He took bread and broke it, the blessing kicked in. He walked on water, the blessing kicked in. The blessing empowers you to prosper. He took the bread and blessed it and break it. He took the cup and blessed it and drank it. He blessed the bless. He said, be blessed. Be blessed. Oh, you don't like it? He went on a mount called what? Where'd he go? He went upon the sermon on the mount and said, blessed be. The Beatitudes, blessed be. Empowered is the man. Blessed be. What's that, Matthew 5, right? Blessed be. Blessed be. Blessed be you when they revile and curse you. Blessed be you when they speak evil of you. Blessed be. What did he say? He said, I'm putting the blessing back in. I'm putting the blessing back in. I'm putting the blessing. Why you got to put the blessing back in? Come on, all right, you here, watch. I'm going to give you one more. You can, we'll go with this. You remember this one? You got to see it again. Sometimes you know what it is, we're just a refresher. Go, let's, go, go to Genesis 3.17. Remember I told you? Toil. You see, you toil all, you're going to toil all your life, bro. NIV says, can you get NIV? NIV, then we're going to take communion. You all right with this? You're, that's why you healed. You healed because of the blessing. The blessing healed you. See that, Jesus, see that, see that on the cross? Did you get that? Did you get 1 Peter 2.24? What did he say? He said, he took the curse. Where did he do that? Curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I found, I got it in this thing here too. I think it's NIV. Yeah, let's read it. Let's see. It could be right, but I, got, I wrote it down here. At time's sake, I ain't going to do all that. But we're going to do this. Because thou listen to your wife. Keep going. You'll see this. You get that? Curse is the ground because of you. Who that, Adam? Through painful toil, you're going to eat from it. You're going to have to toil. Just, man, that's misery. You're going to have to toil. You feel like you're toiling sometimes, you know what I mean? Toiling. Remember? Right? right? He said, we toiling too long. See, yeah, he said, you don't have to. He said, man, look, look at the first part of 17. All right, you getting excited about this? Am I making sense? I'm pulling it in, right? I'm t- I got to deprogram you. You know what they tell you? Oh, you grew up. I don't care what color you are. Care what gender you are, man, I'm a woman. Shut your mouth. You're the most beautiful thing God ever made. Powerful. I don't care where you grew up. I don't care about your IQ. I don't care you went to prison. I don't care you in prison right now. I don't care if you crazy. I don't care about none of this stuff. Stop disqualifying yourself. Once the blessing hits your life, the earth starts shaking. I don't care where you came from. Shakabata. You see what I just said? You disqualify. You know, I grew up on the other side of the tracks. God's getting ready to make the other side of the tracks the blessed city. Why? Because I'm here. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? You don't let nothing disqualify you from the blessing. You just agree with it. Say, that's me. That's me. That's me. I got this thing. That's me. I got this thing. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Because I know I, I don't know nobody with no money. Where am I going to get money? I don't know nobody with this. Where am I going to get? Hush your mouth. Be quiet about all that. My daddy, I don't care if he got to get, he got, he only told me one day. He said, if I put money in a fish's mouth, I put money wherever you want. Be quiet. He said, I'll have a puppy dog run down the street with a sack full of money in his mouth. Don't you worry about it. I'll take care of you. Don't you worry about where it's coming from. The blessing will make it manifest. Because the earth knows what to do when the blessing shows up. He said, you're going to toil. 
Remember we started Luke? Remember Luke 5 and 1? Go to Luke 5 and 1. You got to see it. Because you st- you'll stay trapped in this thing if you don't understand it. I'm trapped in it. Trapped in the blessing. But you stuck it. Here's the thing. You trapped in the blessing, but you stuck in the curse. The earth's cursed. So it tries to scream out and tell you, you better cut that out. Why are you thinking like that? You, bet you, don't, you don't listen to it. You be like Caleb and Joshua. I know what you're saying, but I don't listen to you. I believe what I see in faith. Come on, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Man, if this don't get you, if this don't get you postal, I don't know what will. Okay? This got to get you going here. You understand what I'm saying? You got to get you, 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 some of you better wake up a little earlier tomorrow. Next, next week you come in here. Okay? What am I trying to tell you? I say, I'm saying no more toil. Toil is oppression. No more oppression. No more depression. No more none of this stuff. No more the curse. The blessings coming on your life, right? He said, hey, Adam, let me tell you what you got the rest of your life. Hard labor. Now, look at look, 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 hard labor. The rest of your life. Now, work ain't talking about work. Work's good, but I don't want to be oppressed that I got to figure out. Nah, hard work's good. Read the Bible. God said, don't be like no sluggard. Be like an ant. Get to work. But I'm talking about being blessed. That's when you know my, see, because watch this. Watch this. How much wealth can your work bring you? Not as much as you need. I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about work, but I'm talking about no toil. I'm talking about making 40 grand a year and living like you're making 100. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you right now. You understand know what I mean? Making 80, but living like you got 150. Making 150, but living like you got a half a million. You better get what I'm saying. I'm talking about I'm doing my part, God, but the blessings got to kick in. Woohoo, Jacob, <laughs> Watch this. You better, <laughs> you better get this. Because then you're like, oh, my labor. Bump my labor. Walk in and say you're blessed. I don't know what he can do. I don't care what he does. I can care less what he does. Just do it. And put your faith demand on it. He said, you're going to toy all the days of your life. Now watch this. This is, best. this is the best part. This blows me out. I don't know. You don't get excited, whatever. And it came to you guys. Well, and it came to pass that as the people pressed on him, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and said, push me out a little bit. I'm going to tell you what he did. You want to know what he did? He, he blessed Peter for letting him use his boat. That's exactly what he did. He partnered up. He partnered up with Peter and said, you going to let me use your boat? He said, yeah, I'll push you out. Look at this. And the word of God, he heard it and he did it. Watch two. Come to hear the word. You're looking for a word all your life. They saw two ships standing by there, and the fishermen were there, and they got on them, and they were, they were washing their nets. Now watch this. Keep going. Y'all read this, but you need to get a revelation of it. And he entered in the ship, which was Simon's, and prayed that he would thrust him out a little bit. And said He sat down, and he started teaching. And when he was done, go to verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Plural. Let out a bunch of nets. You get a catch. Let out your nets. Keep going. Watch this. And Simon answers and said, hey, master, we toiled all night. <laughs> he said, we've been toiling. No, you've been toiling all your life, bro. He said, you don't understand the blessings here. You ain't paying attention to me. Y'all should have stood home. You need to sleep more than you need to hear me. No, you do. Right, listen to me. Don't get mad at me. I don't care. Get what I just said. You missed it. We're going to replay it so you catch it. I ain't being mean with you, but I'm stretching you. He said, yeah, you've been used to toiling, but you don't understand the blessings here now. What you mean the blessing? He said, we fished all night long. It's the middle of the day. What are we going to do? He said, throw down your net. Go there. 
He said, cast your nets for a catch, middle of the day. Those fish will see you, man. He said, don't worry about it. I'm working on power you ain't never seen before. I'm over, I'm over, now watch this. I'm overcoming the toil of the earth because I'm the blessed one. And the word, oh my God in heaven. I, this joker could have said, throw your stinking net on concrete. Fish would have jumped out the water, swam down the road, and jumped in the net. And he said, take them home, boy. <laughs> you think I'm kidding you? That joker walking on water, like, watch this. I get so good with water, I just walk on it. He understood who he was. He understood the blessed Billy. He understood the blessing was on him. He said, now throw your net. He said, throw your net where? Throw your net in the parking lot. I don't care where you throw it. Fish will come out the ocean. They'll get in the net. I got a question for you. When the, you think the fish were there? Stop. You think the fish were there? Nah. When the net hit the water, the fish came to the net. He would have threw the net if he seen the fish, bro. He didn't see no fish. When the net hit the water, it over. Oh, you got dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and everything that creepeth on the earth. You put the net in the water, and the fish will come from wherever they are and get in the net. Because when the blessing hits the earth, it overcomes the curse that's in the earth. And Peter, smart guy that he was, threw one net and when the net one broke why did he repent because he didn't obey the command of the lord to put the nets in the water because he had unbelief about what god said and he didn't put faith in the blessing he had more faith in the toil because i'm used to spinning toil when i'm in the earth but when the blessing hits the overcomes the toil in the earth and makes what the blessing reach your house but because that joker showed up, he said, oh, help me in my unbelief. Why? I didn't believe this message about the blessing. But when the blessing kicks in, it overcomes the curse. Whew. Whew. Now, wait a minute now. How do you get faith for the blessing? You hear it. How do you, faith, how do you get faith to re release it? You speak it. That's what I was showing you with Isaac. Hey, which boy am I supposed to bless? Time for me to go. Uh, yeah, I'm the first one. Yeah, I'm Esau. Feel my skin. Don't I feel ruggedy? Don't I smell like outside? Don't I make porridge just like him? Now, you ain't the right boy, but you smell like the right one, but okay. Be blessed. And when he showed up at the house, he said, Daddy. What's the story, man? Well, he said, he said, no, you don't understand. I released it already. I released it already. Well, who he said he was shaking. Who's who who came and got it? And Esau put it against says, My brother stole it. But I got news for you. What God said he can't undo. You can't wash the blessing off of you. My God in heaven. You can't. The only thing you could do, the only thing you could do is walk away from it and not honor it. Not put no power. Say, because people walk around, I ain't got, no, 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 hush your mouth. All you got to do, take your place in the blessing. Take your place in the blessing. He said, Adam, here's your place of dominion from the blessing. Now go. And the first Adam was a man of a race of people. And when he sinned, that whole lineage was doomed because of the curse. 
but there's a second Adam that came from heaven. His name is Jesus, and he got a whole new way for the blessing to come back on the people of God and Abraham. Why you call it the blessing of Abraham? Because it was Abraham's fate to get the seed to come back in the earth to take the cross off of our life and put the blessing back on us. So all you got to do is stay in the blessing. And keep your mouth on the blessing. Today, hello, James. I put before you death and life. Speak life. James said this. He said there's blessings and curses before you. Speak what? The blessing. Don't side in with the curse. Don't you say nothing that curse has, because that curse ain't going to produce nothing but thorns and thistles. But when you show up with a revelation, uh, man, you, you were saying stuff. You didn't have no faith for the stuff you were saying. You get what I just said? Confession without manifestation of revelation produces nothing. You understand what I mean? But now you're going to go in there and say, I'm blessed. My God in here, that preacher told me I'm blessed. My God in there, when he said I'm blessed, I understand it. I'm going back to Eden. Woo! I'm going back to Eden. Hey! I'm going back to Eden. That's where I was supposed to be. Adam got me kicked out, but Jesus got me back in. Jesus put me back in. Put me back in the blessing. Man, I'm going to go to work. Yeah, I got a toil or twizzle with work. Talk that phone. Phone you ring. You understand me? I'm here, you ring, you prosper, you bless. You know what I'm saying, man? Man, the devil's like, who you think? You better shut your mouth who I think I am. I know I'm blessed. This ain't just no simple revelation. The whole kingdom's best on this thing. The whole kingdom. Every time you see a miracle, the blessing kicked in. Every time you see multitudes of anything happening, the blessing kicked in. Jesus took bread, fed multitudes, blessing kicked in. Jesus turned water to wine, blessing kicked in. Miracles, the cross. It's redemption. Poverty, sickness, spiritual death all became because of the blessing. It ain't ha chu. It's huh, I empowered you. Ain't no ha chu. God, God bless you, you little sneezy little thing, you. No, pow, I empowered you to prosper. And you know what's so cool about God? He put it in you. It's on you and in you. That's why, you know, you, you go to the hood. Tell the hood you got to flip upside down. Praise be God. I'm telling you, that's what you need. You want to know it? Say, the city's messed up. You can change the city. Go down in the worst part of this city and stand there and start decreeing the thing. That thing will change, man. That thing will change. You say, I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. And that's why you ain't going to see it. Yeah, you go in there and change the whole block. The blessing changed the whole block. The, the blessing changed everything. The blessing will drive it out. Woo, come on, somebody. Now you just got to get, I'm going to brainwash you to the blessing. I'm blessed coming in. What is that? I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed up, blessed down, blessed all around, blessed in the store. I was blessed here, blessed there, blessed. I'm blessed. Don't come away from it. Now you're like, I don't know what I'm Hush your mouth. Don't say nothing different. Look, I'm going to give you one scripture. You got to go home. James 1. Because you're tired. I ain't tired. But I'm telling you, this is good. Now you keep coming. You don't miss January. You just stay. You shouldn't miss it all. Just keep coming. Yeah, because you don't get mad at it. Don't get mad at that stuff. Just stay in it. Go to James chapter 1, you all right? Everybody okay? You want to see it? Watch this. Is this all right? Um, uh, let me get this thing here. I'm telling you what, man. I started, I started, I started feeling, I started feeling like this, this whole thing, man, could kick you in gear to bring you to another dimension of, of God's greater blessing. But the problem is this, is that if you if you're not careful, you know what you do? You you, you get messed up. Yeah, I like that too, Lord. You got to see this. Um, 
You know, it's funny. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at James chapter 1, verse 12. Just read that. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. You see that? He said enduring temptation brings the blessing on your life. You've got to contend for the blessing. You understand that? Does that make sense? Because if you don't contend for it, guess what will happen? You ain't going to see it even though it's there. Is that all right? I, 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 think, it's, I, think, I think it's important. Look what he said here. Um, go, to, go to James chapter 3. We're done. They're going to come and bring communion. You guys can bring communion. Then we're going to get ready to go do communion. And then we'll all do communion together. But I just want to read this to you real quick. James chapter 3. James chapter 3, and he said you offend with the tongue. You put bits and bridles in horses' mouth. He said every t- everything could be tame. But at, watch this. Look at verse 10. James 3 and 10 will help you. I, I think, I think um, verse 8 would even make more sense. Just for them. Okay? But the tongue can no man tame. It's unruly and full of deadly poison. Watch verse 9. Therewith we bless God. Even the Father, and therewith we curse men made in the image of God. See what I'm saying? He said, You bless and curse with your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to hinder. Don't get in strife neither. Stay out of strife. Watch verse 10. Here you go. He said this He said, Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursing. He's not all to be. Look what he says here in verse 11. Speak what? Does a mountain send forth the same sweet and bitter? No. Evil and good, keep going. Twelve. Can the fig tree, my brother, bear olives, either vine? Can a fountain both be salty and fresh? Water? No. What's a wise man to do with knowledge among you? You smart. Let him show forth that in a good conversation, his works with meekness of wisdom. It's your mouth. Keep your mouth right. Keep your mouth in the blessing. You see it? Keep your mouth in the blessing. Say, I ain't going to say nothing bad, man. Now I know what I'm doing. I'm short-circuiting the blessing. The words in my mouth are short-circuiting the blessing. If I can stay connected to the blessing, the blessing knows what to do in the earth. It overrides it. It overrides it. So what I'm doing? I ain't saying that. Don't say that. See, now, confession before doesn't make sense, but confession makes a lot more sense now. You say that, you line yourself up with that mess. I ain't lining up with that. I'm staying in the blessing. The Bible's real clear about this, what we're getting ready to do. You know what's really wild? If you read it, it's the cup of blessings. And as we get ready, 21 days, we're going to fast, we're going to pray, we're going to seek God. We consecrate ourselves to these 21 days. We're going to take communion together. And after, after the fast, we'll take communion again. Maybe during the fast, we'll take communion a couple of times. But what are we doing? We're just really becoming sensitive to God. Here's the one thing God said, really easy, real simple. He said this. He said, every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. But here's what he said. He said, examine your heart. This is the one thing you got to do before you get up. Okay? Okay? Don't take communion until we do it together, but here's the one thing you got to do. Examine your heart and ask yourself this. Is there some stuff I got to make some adjustments with? What do I mean by that? If you, you know, you know maybe, you, maybe when you pray and ask God, say, God, examine me. The Bible says examine yourself or you'll drink upon yourself damnation. What does that mean? It means if you got something you got to let go, let it go. If you got to forgive, forgive. If you got to get off something, get it off of your chest, get it off your chest right now. Because as you get ready to go in prayer right now, and as you get ready to come in this thing and we start taking communion, you don't want anything to hinder the blessing on your life. Amen? So just close your eyes right now. Ask the Lord, is there something I need to get right? If you need to get it right, get it right right now. Just do it quick. Say, I, for, I forgive, I believe, whatever it is you need right now. Go, go for it. Ask God. And once you ask God, if you got to let it loose, let it go. Say, God, forgive me. God, I repent. God, I need help. Whatever it is, just go for it. Amen? And then I want you to do this with me right now. After you say that prayer, I want you to just look up to me if you've got to fix anything right. I want you to follow the usher's lead. 
I think we're going to start in the back and move to the front. So just follow their flow. We're going to get communion. We're going to take communion together. So just follow them as they tell you to go, go. And then as you get everything, I want you to go back to your seat, and we're going to do this together, amen? And just as, if you got, follow the ushers, because the faster we go, the easier this goes, amen? Just kind of, kind of move it a little bit. Not in a hurry, but if not, we'll just sit there sometimes not knowing what's going on, Okay. And then we're going to look at this. And don't leave until we take communion together. As soon as you do, go back, sit at your seat, wait for me. We're going to get ready to do this thing. I'm excited about taking communion. 21 days of change, 21 days of transformation, 21 days of miracles, 21 days, 21 days of the supernatural power of God. Now, here's what I want you to do. When you sit at your seat, some of you need direction about what you're going to do. When you sit at your seat, some of you need direction about what you're gonna what you're gonna do for 21 days. Some of you might say, "Man, I'm 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 gonna fast at the place or level I fast." Like I said, get the guide for 21 days. Now, as we get ready to do this, I really believe this: the 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 fasted life is just a life of commitment. That's all. We're asking you to commit unto God. Well, what are we asking you to commit? I don't know. Ask God. Now, here's what some of you're gonna see. We're going we're gonna to pray, we're going to fast, and we're going to give. So I'll talk about the giving side later, but we're going to bring a first fruit seed to God, whether it's a pledge, whether whatever, we're going to bring our best seed first because we want financial prosperity like never before, okay? Some people might, you know, I've even seen people say, well, I'm going to tie this, I'm going to tie that. One thing is I looked at too was we looked at stuff like we were talking about even financially fasting. Like I was like, I'm going to fast spending money. And just really go on in necessities. I'm bringing that offering over the top to God for 21 days. I'm just going in. Because here's the thing. You can't ever outgive God. I don't know. So ask the Lord. One of the big things too is this. Family fast. You know, what do we got to do as a family? You know what I mean? Just say, God, what do you want? Now here's the thing. Let me explain something to you. Spending time with God is the most important thing you can do. That is what I really ask you to do. Okay, you with me? You listening? I know you are. Give God something different. Now, I know we talked a little bit about it in the morning service, but that by me, Pastor Chris, it is me. Well, you know, I don't read the Bible 21 days straight. Well, 21 days, now you do it. Amen? How about prayer? You say, I don't pray every day. Well, get it. You know, some people don't. It's okay. So, you know what you do? I'm going to pray 21 days. Get accountability. If you're married, say, hey, honey, let's get up every day, or every day we're going to get up. Now, most of you ladies are good at doing it on your own, but drag him in there with you. We're going to pray. 21 days. Get a friend. Buddy up. You know what I'm saying? Now, don't keep doing what you normally do because doing what you normally do is, is not what I'm asking. I need 21 days of sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Sac Why are we sacrificing? Because when you give God capacity, he gives you growth. You understand? You give God capacity, he'll give you growth. You understand that? You know what that means? You got to give him some room. He'll move in. Bible says, draw an eye to him, he'll draw an eye to you. You don't draw an eye. God's the best. Let me tell you something about God. He's the best checker player you've ever seen in your life. He moved. He's waiting for you. you ever play, I play checkers with the kids. You ever watch the kids play games? My God in heaven, move already, will you? You move, you wait. That's God. He moved. He's waiting for you. You going to move? You going to move? He wants you to move towards him. Well, you know, I should want to. Let me tell you something about God. You're going to like this or you might like it. Now, look at me here. Now, this ain't rude. There ain't never been a move towards God I made. I felt like doing it. Did you get what I just said? Yeah, ain't no feeling. You would have quit a long time ago. You went by what you feel. Does that make sense? 
You know what I mean? You move towards God by obedience and discipline, and then you fear later. You know what I'm saying? You just do it. Say, I'm coming after you, God. God's like, I've been waiting. Then he'll come out. He plays hide and seek, you know, like, oh, yeah, you want me? Come get me. You take a step towards him, he'll move towards you. You see what I'm saying? But you don't feel it. Feel it. I don't feel jack. You just know. You got that knowing on the inside. I got to go after you. Because you all desensitize to God most of the time when you make a move. You're too real up with the earth. But then you go, ah, you know, I'm going to separate myself a little bit. Give him 10 more minutes a day. Man, you get up 10 minutes and pray in the Holy Ghost? You give God 10 minutes in the Holy Ghost for 21 days? Man, I'm telling you what, 10 minutes is a long time. Set a timer. I don't care. Go. Discipline yourself. Don't come out to the 10 minutes is up. Get in the word. Woo, you get in the word. 10, 10 minutes a day in the word. I don't know. Whatever God tells you to do, do. Here's the thing. If God didn't tell you to do something, that's why I say this stuff. Here you go. Ready? Challenge number one. Read the Bible every day for 10 minutes. There you go. There's somebody's new challenge. Praying the Holy Ghost 10 minutes every day. There's 21 days, 10 minutes of word, 10 minutes in the Holy Ghost. There's 20 minutes. God, I'm giving you 20 minutes. Pastor Chris, challenge me. I'm going to give you 20 minutes, 10 minutes of word, 10 minutes of praying in tongues, and I'm going to start. And now listen, Wednesday night, you come see Miss Kathy, and you go back there, 6 o'clock, she's teaching about prayer. Say, I don't know nothing about no Holy Ghost, but we need to get you filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know nothing about no prayer. Go see her. They're going to teach you in the class what this all means and how you get closer to God. I'm going to tell you right here now, every move you take towards God is never bad. It's only a blessing waiting for you. And you say, well, I don't got no help. They'll meet you every Wednesday. We'll meet you every Sunday. If twice a week can't get you there, I don't know what else you need. They'll call you for crying out loud. You get one of those prayer groups, they praying once a day. Somebody's praying somewhere. They pray on one praise on Monday, one praise in the morning. Start one and get connected. And now I'm going to pray. And, man, I'm going to tell you what. Once you give God, now here's the thing with God. Fasting does not change God. It changes you. You'll get, you'll change because of this. I can't explain it. I don't even understand how it spiritually takes place. Okay? You got it? Look at this. Jesus, Jesus said this. He said, on the night in which he was betrayed, he took, he took this cup and he took this bread and he said these words. He took it and he broke it. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, take this and eat of me. This is my body, which is broke for you. Every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So he said, every time we do this, and obviously this is a cracker, but this cracker is symbolic of the body that was what? Basically, sacrificed for me and you. So as we do this, we enter into consecration. It's, 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 a, it's a vow of, of understanding, and it's a position of remembering. And gratefulness and gratitude is a key. We're grateful for what he did. But I mean, you know, this was a blessing. Amen? It was a blessing of him. He said, curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. First Peter said, by his stripes you were healed. But did you catch the first part of that when I said it? He hung on a tree to take the curse of sickness off of your body. There's healing. That's why I said when you take communion, you can get healed. Because what are you doing? You're reconnecting to what he did on the cross. Because that was where the blessing kicked in. So when you do this, symbolically what you're doing is, you're making yourself aware of the healing power that he got from paying it on that Christ on that cross. You got it? Every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. You can partake. And if you're at home, you could too. After the same manner, he took the cup. Woo! This is my cup of my New Testament. In my blood, this you do. Drink after me. Do it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink this cup and eat this bread, you do show the Lord's death till he come. It's liquid love. His sacrifice 
from his shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins has brought you health and healing. Every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. You can partake. Father, we've eaten this bread. We've drinking this cup. And we thank you, Lord. We consecrate ourselves right now. 21 days of transformation. 21 days of seeking you. I, I, I literally, by faith, invoke the blessing of God to come upon them. Let them see and let them know you greater than ever before and let the miracle manifestation of who you are in their life be more real to them. Give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. Let them never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said amen. Put all your cups this way. I want to just give you some quick highlights and we're going to get ready to go. Don't forget, 21 days, the daily devotionals are in the foyer. If you need more stuff, go to the website. Now listen, up here, I, I, know, I know they talked about it, but sometimes... We don't pay attention as much as we should during announcements, but it happens. If you got prayer requests anywhere in the world or you got them, two things you could do. Number one, if you got them, some of you are going to have bigger than these, and it's okay. All right? They're going to be, they're going to leave some, it's a symbolic point. This, this, this is styrofoam for crying out loud. Come on. You know what I mean? But there's something about the altar. There's something about the porch. There's something about God meeting you in between them. There's something about your prayer request being out there. And I'm going to tell you what, a corporate fast is powerful. You'll get miracles you can't get on your own because we're corporately praying. I might be praying in tongues for you not even know what I'm praying. But so I say, you go all in, I go all in because I carry you with me. So I'm all in. So if we're going to get it, get it now. And I'm going to tell you what, these people are going to email me from all over the world. You better get in on it. We'll lay on them. I don't know. I like R.W. Shambach. He used to strap the prayer request to him. Remember that? Brother Shambach, they tape. One time, God showed me, said, tape them on me. And they wrapped them up with all the prayer claws. He preached with them prayers strapped on them. I might just strap them up, put them on me. I don't know. God tell me to do it. I'm going to do it, though. You know this blessing thing? There's a lady. She showed up at the church and said, where's the pastor of the church? She busted in church. The guy said, I'm the pastor of church. She said, I got a problem. She says, I live in the worst part of this town, and there's drug dealers all up and down the street, and it's a big old mess, and the place is a mess, and the place is a junk, and it's junked up drugs, and it's a mess, and people can't even come out. The kids can't play outside. The man of God said, let's pray. Pray to God wisdom. He said, he take a bottle, of, he gave her a, a, a gallon of oil. A he said, get a bottle of anointing oil, take this, and pour it down the middle of the street. I'm telling you, this is true. Laid hands on it, got wisdom of God, walked down the middle of the street. She said, okay, I'll do it. She didn't compromise. See, there's the problem with people. They think too much. What's oil going to be? Hush your mouth. The man of God tell you to do it, do it. Yeah. She went out there. You know what she did? She took the oil. She poured it down the middle of the street. She said, the next day, they come out to try to sell this dope and do all this stuff. They stood there to 12. They used to go from 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 12 midnight. Said, they came out there. They stood for like an hour. And they left. How about they leave? The blessing showed up. Turn that curse. You understand what I'm saying? Somebody say, that, ain't, that don't make no sense. The gospel don't make no sense. You just go with it. You get a command of the Lord, you do it. So we're giving you an opportunity. You put the, maybe you got a lost friend. Maybe you got someone. Put it in there. You don't want nobody to see it. Fold it up. Ain't nobody going to be nosy up there. And if some of you are nosy, don't be nosy. If you want to pray for somebody's thing. But I'll tell you what, I'd leave it open. Because, you know, the other dad coming here, Miss Flory is walking the aisle. They ain't no, there was... There was Christmas ornaments all over, but she walking up and down. I don't know how long she was here, but she was praying in the Holy Ghost. She was walking around. I'm not bragging on her. She didn't say to say none. They'll come in here. I'll tell you, these ladies, they'll come in here and catch one of these. I leave it open unless, you know, you don't got to put your name on it. But if you got something you want someone to pray over, somebody might just be led to go over there and pray over it. Who cares? God knows your prayers. Put them up in here. Fill it up. You got prayer requests? Fill it up. 
I got, man, the one year I felt like led of the Lord, I was like, bring pictures. I don't care what you put up there. You know what's crazy? That's, that's the Lord quickening me. You brought those pictures, all them family, and I remember one of them little jokers coming in one by one by one, and the other one was as lost as all of them, and he's the newest one coming. I'm telling you, listen to me. This stuff is about faith. So I don't know, whatever God tells you to do, you could leave stuff up there. Leave a gallon of oil up there. I'll pray over it. You take it home and pour it. I don't know. Whatever the command of the Lord God gives you ain't nothing too goofy. You know, remember, remember we had Tim's story come? Remember Tim? Some of you know Tim? Remember that? That's good, right? Tim's a great guy. Tim tells a story. He said, I was at ORU, and he said, I read on the Bible about anointing oil, anointing oil, anointing oil. He said, I was at the, I was at, he went to Southeastern. He tells this story all the time. He said, I couldn't find no oil, so he said, I went and got a jug of Crisco. He said, that's the only thing we had like oil. He said, he seen oil, he said, shortening. He said, I guess that's good enough. He went in the sanctuary with a jug of Crisco, stuck his hand in that grease, and lifted it up to God and said, God, anoint me. I think it worked out for him. How about you? So I'm telling you, you obey the command of the Lord. I've been in a meeting. She couldn't come one time. I was stuck in that uh, genie guy trying to get me out. God said, this is what I want you to do. He said, go up in your room and pray. Get on, kneel. I said, kneel? I ain't kneeled in 20 years. When you kneel to pray, you kneel to pray? I don't kneel to pray. It ain't my bag. You know, maybe in prayer, but you know what I'm saying? I don't, go, I don't specifically go. I kneeled on the side of the bed. The power of God hit me upside my head. God spoke a word to me. Don't you not listen to direction. Do whatever God tells you to do. You know what I'm saying? Bring a jug of oil. Bring prayer cloths. I don't care. Bring a shawl. Lay hands on it. If we got 21 days and we're going to go get it, bring, bring, I sleep here. I don't care what you do. Some of you better get approval first. Some of you are weird. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I don't care what it is. Bring it in there. Lost loved ones. I don't know. You get you catching my feel. 21 days, we're going to sacrifice. They're going to pray and get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get this thing. And you're going to be different, changed. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. Do you, are you catching me, though? Well, I care what you leave up there. I don't care. Leave your paperwork as long as it's, you know, seal it up. Tell somebody don't touch it. I don't care what you, leave notes up there. I don't know. Leave a contract. I don't care. You think I'm kidding, man. I'm not playing. I don't know. God said put the things up. I ain't telling I ain't, I'm done with that. I don't care. Just sleep under the thing for an hour. I don't know, whatever. I come in the saints where Dennis got me a pillow for it, him and Jeannie. I come in here and I, I put a pillow in here and I lay here, man, I was just praying tongues. Sometimes I get up, sometimes I walk, sometimes I lay down. I get up, I lay down. Say, what you, what you talking? I'm talking in tongues, man. You need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You ain't filled with the Holy Ghost, you got to get filled. We'll get you filled today. Say, what are you praying in the Holy Ghost for? Because I don't know what you need. You think I know what Mike needs? I don't know. I have a clue what Mike needs. I just say, Mike, put him, put him in my head and because I got the Holy Ghost in my belly. He's in your belly. He prays out mysteries. Mysteries in the spirit. Mysteries. Mysteries in the Holy Ghost. Mysteries in you. I don't know whatever it is, but mysteries will come out of you. Pray, you pray it out. You pray it out. You see what I'm saying? You pray it out. That's what you. You pray it out of your belly. Comes up out of your belly. Up out of your belly. And I'll tell you right here now, it's a mystery of the kingdom. It's a mystery of the kingdom. Does that make sense? It's a mystery of the kingdom. So you just flip it over. The air 21 days are going to change your life, all right? I'm going to let you go. But don't you not have no, I got faith. All right, I'm just going to stay in faith. You understand? I'm going to stay in faith. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they say. You ain't going to listen to what they say. They don't know what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? They don't care what they say. Now you agree, oh yeah, that's good, thank you. Whose report are you gonna believe? 
See, you get along with those spies. You got the greatest, brilliant minds of the church. Oh, there's giants in there. They don't got this figured out, man. You're going to figure it out. I'm not picking on nobody. Understand what I'm saying? They were the best. They were the chosen leaders of the day. He didn't ask the, did you catch what I was saying before? I know you did. He didn't ask the people to go look. He said, leaders, go look. Tell me what you see. They come back, 10 of them with a bad report, told the people, the people built the bill of goods, and they lived in bondage forever and died outside the blessing that God laid up for them. You got it now? And they went on their talk. So help me, God, I ever tell you something less than what God put in that book. So help me, God, I ever tell you anything God didn't put in that book. I pray God eradicates my ignorance to say anything different than that book says about your life. Did you get that? They come back and say, oh, there's giants. People said, oh, if they said there's giants, there's giants. I'm telling you, it's blessed land. Go take it. Go take it. And you don't see nobody do it, be the first one in. Be the first one in. And when you turn around, tell them it's good in here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.